Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Ian Reynolds on the line, and he's a partner and the solutions architect over at ZipTech. Ian, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So uh, excited to get into today's topic. So technology in the healthcare space. We'll also bring up the uh, the podcast your company has. So Tech Tech Tales podcast. So always happy to promote other podcasts, other podcasts, um, and grow that community. But before we do all that, let's get into what you're doing over at ZipTech. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, you bet. So we're a custom software development firm. We were born out of uh, my business partner had. Uh, started a company, I guess now, 15 years ago, grew that for five years and sold it, but they wanted to keep the band together. So for the last 10 years, almost 11 now, we have been providing services to the marketplace. And in particular particular recent years, it's been uh, predominantly healthcare and finance software development. We do things outside of that, but that's been sort of our primary focus. So what is um, – first off, I love the space. I'm a big fan um, of what's going on in healthcare, and I have a very uh, self-interested take on this stuff, and this is this. Um, we're all going to get older. We're all going to need some, some, something in healthcare at some point, so I'm like, like make it better for us all. Um, I don't care what standpoint, whether it's the, the back end, the front end, doesn't matter, devices. Um, what's interesting to you right now in the healthcare um, space technology-wise in terms of trends or other things that you're noticing? Yeah, I think there's a large amount of consolidation of the available tools. One of the things we're seeing is that there's a need for integration to and among large tools like Epic and some of these other independent hospitals, right? So before Mm -hmm. the dawn or the advent of many of these really big sort of commonly known healthcare systems, a lot of companies, healthcare, healthcare companies, think of large hospital groups or large independent groups, built their own proprietary software. And the problem with that, or at least the problem that's been generated by that, is that not a lot of things talk to each other. It's not like you can get on Mm -hmm. Google and you're actually talking to lots of different websites. Uh, It's not really the case in the healthcare space. So there's there's a growing uh, consolidation. There's a growing need of integration uh, between these disparate systems to pull data in and out of them. Um, And... Then there's also uh, data scrubbing where they're taking this data, obviously removing anything that's kind of uh, you know, patient-specific or would run afoul of HIPAA or anything like that, mm-hmm. and then looking at that data in aggregate and saying, hey, wow, here are some insights we can leverage to produce better healthcare results for patients, help doctors make better decisions, um, help clinicians understand really what it takes to derive um, really, really positive healthcare outcomes. Yeah, I see a lot of similarities in healthcare to what's been happening in finance forever. I mean, you have these legacy systems, right? Banks and other things where they built their own software and the other other things, um, you know, um, um, from the ground up um, in house. 
And you're right, nothing nothing talks. And now when you think about upgrading or getting out of these legacy systems, so I guess you have HIPAA on the health care side, and then on the finance side you have, what, the SEC or FINRA, whatever the regulating body is, and all the compliance they have. So everybody has their challenges. Um, so what do you think the next step of this evolution really looks like, I mean, from your vantage point? I think I think you're going to see a lot of let's talk let's talk healthcare and finance at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a, a lot of um, you know key players uh, continue to emerge. Uh, like mm-hmm. in the healthcare space, you're going to see epics of the world. You're going to increasingly see actually in the finance space banks step forward with their own technology. So for for Goldman Sachs, for example, they're releasing their Marcus platform um, because you know banks are effectively uh, commoditized. They have been since the 80s. And mm-hmm. you're going to see these technology platforms be front and center as sort of the mechanism by which they're deriving value for uh, their their uh, end user. And data is going to become really the new currency. It's not necessarily the platform itself, but it's the data mm-hmm. that is housed and provided by these platforms. Um, and so, so a continued consolidation. I think these small players are going to get continue to get bought up uh, in in both spaces um, in the banking space. I think you're going to see sort of currently entrenched players uh, really, really double down on, double, triple down on their current offering because that data is going to be so valuable to them. They're not going to want to get a, give it up. They're not going to want to sell it. They're going to want to use it for their own purposes. Um, and I think this is also true in the healthcare space, but unfortunately it's a negative because we really should be sharing healthcare data mm-hmm. so that all, all physicians have access to the same data sets and can you know, derive better healthcare outcomes. What makes – I don't want to assume that all our listeners understand the importance of this data. Can you go a little bit further, maybe with like an example or just something that you've seen in your past that, that kind of really gives us a visual picture of what makes this data so valuable? Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, I had, I had a friend that – I'll talk about the healthcare side. I had a friend that had actually a really aggressive form of bone cancer. Um, he's fine now. He's, he's totally okay. He's, he's made a full recovery, full remission. Uh, mm. Many many years now, but he was hospitalized in a hospital in Texas, and that hospital group just so happened to have access to a database of a from another another hospital in France, right? And they had just recently decided to share data, some of this patient data and information about treatments and how those things were working and where the outcomes were, and they had no data on this type of cancer anywhere else in the world, and simply because that hospital group had decided at some point to share that information with that other hospital group, he was able to receive a treatment that was statistically likely to save his life, and it did, right? But that data probably wasn't shared with a bunch of other hospital groups. It it was really probably just sort of an independent collaboration, from what I understand, between those two hospitals. So take that problem, take that problem, and then apply that to every hospital group in the United States, and that's a, that's a pretty massive problem, right? There's, there's data they don't have visibility into that mm. could materially improve somebody's well-being, save their life even. Uh, and so there are, there are mechanisms for making sure that that data is you know, indexed and available to uh, hospitals, uh, you know, patient groups, et cetera, um, but, but it just kind of hasn't, hasn't emerged yet. 
Wow, that's an absolutely amazing example, and I think that solidifies it. I mean, that's the difference between, um, and, and I'm glad we brought up the finance side too, because that's the difference between a bank, like let's just say, or you know, not picking on them, but or a financial institution trying to earn a little bit more for their shareholders, which is their job. So I'm not saying no right. if they're publicly traded, and a healthcare system that we all you know pay into on some level, um, whether it be taxes or entitlements. I mean, all of us pay for it on some level. Um, whether you're insured or not, but the point being is that, um, that that sharing of information can literally save lives. Yeah, very much so, very much so. And, I, you know, I'm all for, on the banking mm-hmm. side, I'm all for the banks having and keeping their own data and being competitive. Sure. But we as a consumer actually benefit if they don't share their data uh, because they're, they're competing on with, they're competing with their own, you know, sort mm-hmm. of data sets. And uh, we as a consumer win because they're competing. So, uh, Ian, uh, let's talk a little bit more about ZipTech. So, um, you know, there's a lot of business owners, a lot of executives, um, a lot of entrepreneurs listening right now. What are the right types of clients that make sense, whether it be niches or size of clients, um, for ZipTech? Right. Yeah, thanks for asking. So, while we are focused on healthcare and finance, again, we, we serve all spectrums. Um, we have food services businesses and uh, we had we had a garbage collection company, right? So we can do all these things. It's 100% within our wheelhouse. Our, our sort of ideal client uh, would be someone who um, either is short in terms of the amount of engineering resources that they have in-house, or they don't really have the full team necessary to accomplish building uh, a custom solution for their company, be it a mobile app, be it a you know, web application, be it even a full-blown you know, custom CRM or ERP. Uh, we have helped folks do that, and we have, you know, all the way from taking you to uh, through a design and architecture phase to a development phase and then to a uh, maintenance phase. We, we can do the full gambit uh, and, and help you all the way through. Fantastic. And what's the best way for someone to reach out to learn about ZipTech? Yeah, best, best way to reach us is just visit ZipTech.com, Z-I-B-T-E-K.com. And if you want to email us, uh, hello at zibtech.com is uh, perhaps the best email. And I've seen it on all those, so I definitely see them. Man, fantastic. Well, hey, Ian, been great having you on the show today. I um, appreciate you providing us more on the background on what Zibtech's doing and uh, the importance of data and what's going on in, in innovation in both uh, healthcare and in finance. We got a little bonus thrown in there. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, A Mission Matters Innovation, definitely um, give us a subscribe there. But leave us some comments in the comment section of the video. Love to continue the conversation over at the YouTube in the YouTube community. And Ian, thanks again for coming on the show.